Upon being commissioned a United States Marine Corps second lieutenant on December 15, 1966, I knew that I was going to fight a formidable enemy. What I didn't know was that I was going to have to fight others at the same time, and I would need an anchor. In April 1945, U.S. forces suffered 80,000 casualties in the Battle of Okinawa. By 1968, Camp Hansen on Okinawa had become a processing station for U.S. Marines coming from and going to Vietnam. For those of us who were under orders to Vietnam in 1968, the destination phrase on Okinawa was down south. The watershed year 1968 began peacefully enough for my wife Patty and me. We were at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, where I was completing the Marine Corps Motor Transport Orientation Course at nearby Montford Point. During World War II, when the services were segregated, Montford Point was known as the Black Boot Camp. It was now the training ground for convoy commanders. With a weekly six-pack of beer or bottle of bourbon as bribe, we were able to rent a vacation cabana on Onslow Beach in between the Atlantic shore and the inland waterway. By the end of January, one personal incident occurred in between three historical events. On January 21st, the 77-day siege of Quezon began. Two days later, the USS Pueblo, a Navy intelligence-gathering ship with a crew of 83, was captured by North Korean patrol boats in the Sea of Japan for allegedly violating territorial limits. Three days after that, my class, at Montford Point, graduated from Motor Transport School. Five days after that, the Tet Offensive erupted in Vietnam, a planned wave of attacks striking more than a hundred towns and cities. Only one month into the year, and the world seemed to be reeling. I cannot recall any year that began with so much tumult. Patty would be witness to the coming events in Chicago, while I endured them in Vietnam. Naturally, at that beginning, neither of us was aware that we were not only witnessing history, we were taking part in it. While I was going through the Marine Corps processing at Camp Hansen, Patty remained at our rented apartment in Oceanside, California, next to Camp Pendleton. Previously, I was warned, in the Marine Corps tradition, that wives had no place in staging battalion training prior to shipping out to a combat zone. It was a demanding four-week cycle and included many nighttime field exercises. I was assigned as the commander of a staging company with a staff of several well-qualified non-commissioned officers, NCOs, some of whom were doing their second tour. Patty and I always knew our time on the front end of Vietnam would be limited, and we needed to treasure every moment. We accepted the fact that within the coming year, she could be a widow, an issue discussed endlessly among family and friends. Following that reasoning, Patty accompanied me west to Camp Pendleton for the staging battalion phase. We were fortunate enough to find a nice rental on the beach in Oceanside. It was here where we watched Walter Cronkite's historical televised editorial, a reaction to the 25-day siege of the Citadel in Hue City during the Tet Offensive. We didn't know it at the time, but Cronkite's address that night, February 27, 1968, would not only ripple across the nation, but also shake the inside of the Oval Office, ending Lyndon Johnson's administration. I still recall Cronkite looking straight into the camera, 
To say that we are closer to victory today is to believe, in the face of evidence, the optimists who have been wrong in the past. To say that we are mired in stalemate seems the only realistic yet unsatisfactory conclusion. It is increasingly clear to this reporter that the only rational way out will be to negotiate, not as victors, but as an honorable people who lived up to their pledge to defend democracy and did the best they could. Sleep came hard that night. I had to be up at 5 a.m., known in Marine Corps jargon as O-Dark oh, 30. Cronkite's speech echoed in my ears while I thought, What am I going into? When sleep finally came, I drifted into a recurring nightmare where four Viet Cong, VC, guerrillas, AK-47s held at High Port, chased me through the Jackson Park golf course in my Chicago neighborhood. All I had was a forty-five caliber semi